Hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. We have several topics to discuss today, first of which is the proliferation of guns in the U.S. and what that's doing to our society as a whole. Also, we may or may not get to the topics of the buildup of Russia's military might on their side of the Russia-Ukraine border and what's happening with Afghanistan and the U.S. pullout. I watched The Father, oh, yeah. which was very good and We'll talk about it. Yeah, okay. And you watched Handmaiden? I tried to watch The Handmaiden. I found myself with an extra couple of hours today. So I said, oh, I'm going to kick back and watch a good movie. And I'm watching it. I still have now about half an hour left to watch in it. And all I know is I'm going to have to watch it a second time because the plot is, for me anyway, complicated. And there's a lot of layering over of events. And then you see them happen again. And so they happen in flashback or flash forward. And there's a lot of liberties that he takes with time. And so it's tricky. But I can tell you what's great about it so far is the way it deals with sensuality and sexuality in really vivid but beautiful terms you know and you what i'm getting from it on this first watch i'm just having to let some of the plot just go over my head because i just can't follow it all but even not following the plot so well it gives an experience of what it feels like to be a human animal especially on the sexual side oh and it's not done gratuitously at all it's it's done really well It just makes you kind of appreciate my animal nature and my ability to sense and have the senses, you know. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll let you watch it a second time and then you can fill us all in. Yep. This has been just a terrible week as far as guns are concerned. Mm. Three killings that I can think of. Dante Wright, who was killed by the woman who was a cop who said she thought she had a taser in her hand and was screaming taser, taser, and then shot him with a gun once and killed him. Oh, my God. And I don't think of myself as being a terribly suspicious type of person. Mm -hmm. But I just cannot believe that this person had picked up a Glock instead of her taser a taser which is plastic and lightweight and had it in front of her I mean, the body cam showed that she was holding it and it was in the frame of the body cam so clearly she could see that it was a gun and all I can think is she knew it was a gun and that she just wanted to kill somebody she's having a bad day I can't express it anymore or any less cynically but I just cannot believe that someone can mistake those two weapons one for the other and that was horrifying Did you happen to see any of the footage from that? No. It's really, really so upsetting. Mm. And his girlfriend was in the car. He had a one-year-old child. It's just layer on layer of tragedy. Yeah. The next was a FedEx worker who went in and shot eight people at a FedEx facility, wounded seven people, and just went out in the parking area and started spraying bullets, just Hmm. spraying bullets all around and killed himself before the cops even arrived. Right. And the other one that happened a bit ago in Chicago was a young man named Adam Toledo. He was running away from a cop and he may have had a gun, but the cop ran after him and said, turn around, turn around, turn around and hands up, hands up. And Toledo was 13 years old. He had his hands over his head, turned around and the cop shot him. 
Holy once in the smokes. chest and he died. You know, we have a river of guns in our culture. There are more guns than people in the right. United States. And what I heard was, this is not an excuse. I in no way mean for this to be an excuse, but that part of what's going on psychologically with cops shooting unarmed people, especially black and brown people, who are 40% of the people who are shot and killed and 13% of the population. But part of what goes on is that since anybody can have a gun, cops are just assuming that everybody has a gun. Oh, right. So huh. they're reacting before the fact. Biden is supposed to sign some sort of executive order. I think it has to do with background checks mm -hmm. and making sure that everybody who buys a gun, <clears throat> including people who buy ghost guns, mm -hmm. which are assembled at home, they come in a kit and have no serial number. Oh, wow. So I don't know how you feel, but I, I just feel sickened by the whole thing. This is just a week. And the right W-R-I-G-H-T killing happened just within 10 miles where George Floyd's, or I should say, where Derek Chauvin's trial is being held in Minneapolis. Oh, oh, so it's gotten to the point where doesn't anybody care, really? Do the Republicans not care, given how the NRA is so diminished now right. with its lawsuit? from right. New York and moving to Texas and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I think it's hopeless. Hate to say it. I mean, if- Oh, no, I hope not. Well, when was Sandy Hook? 20 years ago or something? If Sandy that... Hook was in 2012. Okay. So if that didn't do it- Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I just don't, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it changing. Even after that Las Vegas shooting that killed, I think, 56 too, people. But, what, but so what? So what did we get from that? Nothing. Exactly. We've got nothing. Yeah. But we didn't have a majority in the Senate before. Well, that's true. I see my hope would be, well, when the white folks get shot, then the Republicans will snap awake yes. and do something. But yes. I just it's not happening. Well, one of the statistics that people don't probably know very much about is that guns are used other than in mass killings, which are the least statistically impressive of how oh, they're used. Right. They're used most often for suicides right. and domestic killings. Right. Men kill women in domestic killings, except for the rare case where a woman kills right. a man, right. usually because he's been beating her. Right. I just feel like that is a feminist issue, that okay. women are killed by guns. Right. And right. that needs to be addressed also. We're the only country that has the kind of gun laws that we have mm -hmm. and the kind of gun deaths that we have. Well, I think that point is very powerful. I hadn't heard it till you just said it about how because guns are so prevalent, the cops are going to assume that everyone they're dealing with has a gun and they're going to respond yeah. as though they're dealing with an armed person. So, I mean, that's reason enough right there to limit availability of guns. But I don't know how you move a, a country that has been brainwashed, just like with COVID. They've been brainwashed that the thing that is most dangerous to you is the most important to you. Yes, you must hold it close because yeah. no one can take away our freedom. <laughs> Talk about the right to die. That's a version of the right to die. You know, it's the right to die by COVID or the right to die right. by gunshot. And it's a right that we shouldn't have. We should be cutting back on that right. Well, you, you know? know, the NRA, they started as a sportsman's organization. It wasn't until... I think it was the 80s mm -hmm. that the idea of having a gun because there's this dark minority force that's in the cities and people right. in cities need guns too. Well, and, and that was Reagan. The government is not the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. Yes. Yes. So he, he really set up that idea that government is the enemy. 
So we need yeah. our guns because gov- government's going to come after us. Or they're not going to help us. Government can't be trusted to serve the people. It just seems like even with this slim majority, we should be able to get something done because Congress put forward so many bills on this subject and they never got to the floor because McConnell wouldn't allow it. Well, I hope something shifts. I don't know. Things can shift, I think, but I I just don't see it. But I hope I'm going to be surprised. So what else were we? Oh, do you want to talk about Russia? Sure. What I know is that Ukraine and Russia share a language and a religion. There are people who identify and want to be separatists in Ukraine and Russians who don't want Ukraine to separate. Mm-hmm. But Russia stole Crimea. Mm-hmm. And that's what got the whole thing started. Right. So they have this very young, Ukraine does, has this very young president who was <laughs> worse than Donald Trump even. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful president. But he played a president on a television show, and oh, that's okay. how he got elected. So he's Martin Sheen. Yes, he's Martin Sheen, exactly. But he's young and charismatic and seems to have the right sensibilities. Right. Just two weeks ago, he shut down a couple of stations that Russian oligarchs had in Ukraine, and that pissed off Putin a lot. Putin is, he's interesting. He's a lot like Trump. He's very sensitive. Mm. He doesn't like disrespect. He is very prickly when it comes to those things. Mm-hmm. And if you show him disrespect, he will come back with guns blaring. Right. Now, another thing that's going on in Russia is this Alexa Navalny, who is the opposite of Putin. He's a very liberal, well, Mm -hmm. not very liberal. He has his own issues that I have issues with him on, but he... He's anti-Putin. He's anti-Putin, exactly. And, you know, he was poisoned on an airplane where the poison was put in his underwear and he was flying into Russia became very ill, then was flown out to Germany, recovered there, and made the choice to fly back to Russia, Mm -hmm. where he was arrested and sentenced to two years in basically a gulag. Right. And he's now on a hunger strike. Right. He is waiting for medical care that is not forthcoming. Right. And may well die in prison. Yep. And Putin does not like the attention that he's getting at all. Mm. And then there's Biden, who basically said that Putin was a killer on national television. And Putin apparently reacted to that. There may be other things swirling, but those three things seem to be components of why suddenly there is a lot of buildup on that border. I looked at a photograph today and there are a lot of tanks mm-hmm. and and other weapons as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where we'll fit into that whole scenario whether the United States will have anything to do with trying to hold that back. Oh, well, that's depressing. I mean, it's already such a scandal or worse that Russia just annexed part of Ukraine and nobody did anything about it. Yes. And what's to stop them from doing the whole Ukraine thing? Nothing. There is really nothing except that. Is there a NATO agreement to to defend them? Well, I don't think that the Ukraine, it's not the Ukraine. I'm sorry. It's Ukraine. They don't like it when you say the Ukraine. That Ukraine is part of NATO, but they want to be. They want to be part of NATO. They want to be part of Europe. Right. That's right. And And that's what makes Putin so mad. It makes him crazy. But I think if he invaded, if Putin invaded Ukraine, I think it could be the beginning of a world war. I mean, it's like when Hussein invaded Kuwait. Mm-hmm. 
and all kinds of national forces came right, in and right, beat him back. Right. So that's what worries me, mm-hmm. is that it could become much more of an international conflict. Well, yeah, that's what he wants us to be worried about so that we won't fight him back on it. But here's my big question. He has nuclear power. That mm-hmm. is for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that the Russian military is a match for mm-hmm. the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just sort of famous for having clunky Cold War type weaponry. Right. And that may have changed, but it seems like they have a lot of that. So it seems like it would be a suicide mission for Putin to invade and then bring on the reign of other weaponry. Conventional forces. Made... Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, too. More stuff is coming out. Like the the, the Justice Department just said out loud yeah. this week that this guy Kalimnik that Manafort was dealing with is a Russian spy. Yes. So they may have more to reveal about Ukraine and um, corruption. And uh, all of that. Yes. And they also, there was confirmation that the Russians were involved in that solar wind hacking thing, Mm. which I don't even, can't even begin to pretend that I understand what went on there. But it was a major hacking job against parts of the U.S. government. Right. So clearly... Putin wants something to happen. He's not happy with just sitting back and ruling Russia. You know what he wants? He wants respect. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what he wants. Mm -hmm. And he feels he doesn't have it on the world stage. Right. And also maybe because of the USSR falling apart and Russia doesn't have all those territories it used to have, maybe there's a feeling of what Germany had in, in both wars is a feeling that they needed friendlier people on their borders. So (laughs) that turned into invading the people on your borders so that they were no longer your enemies. You had control over them. And so maybe maybe he just wants to feel safe. Maybe he just wants friends. He He just just wants wants to feel safe. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thank God Trump is out of there because the two of them together were really, really cause for a lot of alarm. Yeah. Just the fact that, what was his name? I want to say Kalimnikov, but that's a weapon. Kalimnik? Kalimnik. And was the linchpin, really? Wasn't he the, the, yeah. the one piece of the puzzle Yeah. that went back to- To Russian um, intelligence. Confirm that, yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, shall we talk about the father? Sure. It was fantastic, I mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. What a great performance by Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. and everyone else in the film. There was not a small player in there. Right. As a way of representing what it would feel like to go through dementia, yeah. to be on the inside of it was just astounding, really. Yeah. And I guess there's a way to go back and figure out who was who, when, and what each person was supposed to be in whether they were representing themselves or they were actually other people. I don't know. I just decided that I wasn't going to go that route. Right. And that whatever he experienced was his reality, Mm -hmm. his confusion and anger and feelings of betrayal Mm -hmm. were just so palpable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was beautifully done. I just thought it was so interesting how they played the same scenes over and gave you a sense of the situation and the condition from different viewpoints, including his internal experience of it. Yes. And I thought it was brilliantly done. It could have been a fine movie without that, but that's what I think made it really just brilliant is that point of view, the way they played with point of view. Shifting, yeah, the shifting sands. Mm -hmm. And his suspicion also that he was yes. being tricked. Well, yeah. 
And I know from the people that I know who have got dementia, that's always a hallmark factor is this kind of what we on the outside watching them say is kind of a paranoia. People become snappy and mean and angry. Yeah, There's yeah. an anger involved. But yeah. in a way, the movie was helpful with that because it helps you see, well, of course there's anger involved because the experience they're having, at least he was having, and some of the people with it have, is that people are messing with them. People are trifling with them and taking advantage of them. There's that's their perception. And it seemed justified in his case. Right. I mean, I could very much understand his perspective mm -hmm. because he had no safe ground. There was right. no terra firma right. for him. Again, I just thought he did it brilliantly. And I thought that I've seen other Anthony Hopkins performances that were brilliant, but at the end which I won't mention, but the end coda with him and the woman is just so wrenching, so heartbreaking. Yeah. You're right. Olivia Coleman is just what, what can you say? Yeah. She's, she's just awesome. Luminous. She's awesome. Yeah. I think the play was on Broadway. Do you know people who have dementia? My mom, she was getting it. Oh, she was. Yeah. Did she have those reactions? Her perception wasn't as gone Far as, gone. as, yeah. The character in this movie, but I definitely noticed she became angry at people, neighbors, she, me, sometimes she just felt like people were treating her badly. Oh, and that's, that's what I that. saw in the Hopkins character. He had that too. Yes. But it's not just because he's angry. It's because his perception is that they are doing bad things to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in his mind, but that's not yes. the best place for it either. Right. It's not random anger, though. It's it's based in the misperception that underlies it. And it's, and it's tragic to watch it. That's right. My father had a bit of it, a bit of forgetfulness, but he never mm -hmm. had to mention and my mother didn't suffer from it. And I don't worry about it because I think a part of me ruefully believes that it's hereditary in some way, shape or form, mm. or that it's about things that we now have control over, like diet and exercise and things like that. <laughs> hey, you know, I saw it. I just remembering a movie I watched this week that it's like Pulp Fiction. It's I don't mean it's like the movie Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's like it's a movie that's not good, but you kind of enjoy it as a kind of a kind of a low grade movie. Yeah. Have you heard of I Care A Lot? Yes. It has Diane Weist have, in it, so that yes. part's fun. And uh, what's the name of the lead woman? She's so interesting. I don't, I don't um, know her name. She was in Gone Girl. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, she's really interesting. It's yeah. a little trashy. It, you know, it's not like high quality exactly, but it's fun. You know, it's a, it's a fun movie with a female protagonist, anti-hero villain, and she's a mean, nasty, murderous lesbian. And so that was kind of avant-garde too, I thought. Well, all you had to do was say mean and nasty, and I knew she was a lesbian. <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> But so, that was the uh, part that seemed kind of gratuitous. I mean, they made the character a lesbian and she has a partner, a sexual partner, who's also her work partner. And that seemed a little bit like it was just thrown in to add a little color. But it's one of those movies that's kind of a guilty pleasure. It was kind of fun to watch it, even as you're aware that it's... Oh, I love mm, those kind of movies. That's that's what it is. Can you cut the plot without giving away? Yeah, definitely. She's a home care person, a professional. And her job is when people are declared by the court to be incapable of caring for themselves. Yeah. She moves in and she's appointed by the court to take care of their finances, find a place for them to live, sort of serve as their sort of interface between this older person who's been deemed no longer capable of caring for themselves and the outside world. So I care a lot because she's a caregiver, but she's a bad caregiver. And <laughs> she doesn't she, really care, does she's she? She's out. She cares, but she cares about how much money they have and how uh, she can get her hands on it. 
What's fun is, and they say this in the blurb about the movie, so it's not a giveaway, is that she victimizes these people and she takes care of their finances, but in such a way that she steals from them. But when she moves in on Diane Weist, she gets more than she bargained for. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, let's just say maybe that wasn't her wisest pick. Oh, good. I'd love to see Diane Weist be the protagonist antagonist. Yeah, she's kind of the she's kind of the hero, but her, her slate isn't so clean either. So it it's fun. It's a women's movie. It's women char- women characters really who are moving the story along all the time. So that's kind of fun. It sounds like it passes the Bechtel test. Do you know what that is? No. Alison Bechtel, who is an author of graphic novels, also she was the author of at least the graphic novel in some way, shape or form, a musical that won a Tony not too long ago called Fun Home. Oh, have you heard of it? I've heard the title. Okay, she's gay. Mm -hmm. And she said that to pass the Bechdel test, you have to have at least two women in a room talking about something other than men. And it sounds like that passes the test. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to discuss? No, I think I'm all talked out. Well, I think we are at time, so we okay. need to say goodbye to our boomer friends and, okay. and hope folks. that everyone is vaccinated. And yeah. we will talk to you again in a week. Okay, see you soon. Bye-bye. So long. Bye.